Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Today is October 2nd, 2021, and we're on, Andy, we're on uh, year two, season number 45, uh, episode 45 here on year two, coming up on our 100th overall episode here in a couple of months. Coming up on the starting season three here at the end of the month. Season three will be sometime next month, I think in November sometime, right? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe early December. It's around things. Same turn, we'll have to back. It's around Thanksgiving. So we've got sports. We've got base, lots of baseball wrapping up playoffs. We've got football yep. and high gear. Um, we've got music notes, concerts, tours, and, and I'm sure musical notes you'll cover. Yes. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a couple to mention as well. Um, but yeah, where should we start? I, I saw your last post on Facebook. I already had that covered in the music notes about the, uh, the man with the chaps. Okay. I made sure to post that. I did laugh literally out loud when i saw yeah. that and had to get it on there on a saturday morning for people waking, coffee all over the computer screen when you saw it people yeah. people waking up saturday morning checking the sports and songs facebook page they get a good good visual to start the week yes i'm gonna start off with the trivia question andy do now, it here's the trivia question for those baseball fans out there and minnesota twins fans out there the league leaders in the national league there's three divisions the central the east and the west um, the league leaders as of right now are the Brewers, Braves, and the Giants. You name a former twin on each one of those teams. They're going to the playoffs. There's going to be a former twin on each of those teams going to the postseason. Whereas they have one for sure, maybe two. Whereas the Twins will not be, of course. Twins are basically the Twins locked up fifth place in the American League Central. Fifth place. But these these. These former twins we'll be mentioning in the trivia question will be advancing to the postseason, and we can uh, do a hats off to them uh, at the end of the show here when we give the answer. But this is good. Many will know this answer. I think many will know. Some will not, and uh, and some will not even have a clue. But I think the majority of baseball fans will not be surprised with the answer. You can't go worse the first. You got to start in worst. So exactly. All right. What have you got for sports? All right. Let's do our thing here. I'll do my. Computer stuff here. Work with me here. Da, da, da. And, uh, close this button here. I don't know if I loaded the beginning here. Just a second. And no, I didn't. Hold on a second. Yeah, I go to the front here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. There we are. There we Sorry go. for those of you with the big screen. Following off Dan's question, there is a thing called the X Cub Factor. Um, it's been noted teams with three or more ex-Cubs have not done well in the playoffs. So you can see this on Wikipedia, and coming up later in October is a special episode, but I just wanted to put a little note here. These are the teams of the World Series with the ex-Cub factor. Three or more ex-Cubs you've always lost. Um, you see that in 81, the Dodgers had one ex-Cub, the Yankees had three, or had five, the Yankees lost. 84, Tigers had one, Padres had three, Padres lost. 90, the Reds had one. Athletics three. The streak was broken in 2001 with the Arizona Diamondbacks, four ex Cubbies, and they win. They look at 02 and 04, three ex Cubs each, they lost. And the Phillies had to screw it up in 08 again. They had three ex Cubs. Tampa Bay had one. Then in 2012, the Giants with three ex Cubs won again. And then last year, the Astros had three ex Cubs and lost. Tigers had none and still lost. You thought for sure they would have won that, but no. But watch out for our special coming up mid-October for uh, the X-Cub Factor episode. Heading to high school football. Um, I do not have the exact ones, but this week and next weekend are homecoming weeks for a lot of schools. So watch for your town parades and stuff like that. Because start off with the Proctor School District decided to end their football season as an investigation into alleged serious misconduct continues. This is all off Channel 5's website. Channel 4 has it, 11 has it, wherever you want to go. I just picked five for this. Um, So they've canceled all their games, so um, no real word on what the allegations are. They're just alleged serious misconduct. Something pretty bad if they've canceled the football schedule. That means either a lot of players and or coaches had to be involved in this reporter's opinion. Speaking of Proctor, though, they do have a cool-looking field. 
check that out. Baseball field right there, and you hit into the football field. Nice. And I like the logo. It kind of looks like Purdue Boilermakers. Yep. Now, if you remember, the old exhibition stadium was kind of the same way. Yes, Toronto. Um, you did have a little bit of the infield dirt there. Unlike like at the Metrodome and most stadiums where the third and first base lines are the sideline and the goal line, you know, obviously that's not an issue here, but yeah, that's kind of a cool stadium for, for a high school. I'm going to say for no offense, but for a high school, that's a pretty cool field. They took advantage of what room they had and went with it. Let's get down to the games played. We'll start with the rankings in all the conferences here and how some of those teams did in games coming up uh, here. Class six, a, the bigger schools, uh, Lakeville South at one. These are as of the 29th, so going into the weekend. Uh, Wazetta was up to three. Rosemont dropped to five. And there's Prior Lake, moved up to eight. Uh, 5A, Mankato West, Andover, and St. Thomas Academy. One, two, three there. Moorhead moved up. Or, or they moved down. They switched three and four, obviously because Moorhead didn't play, so they dropped him, which I think that's a bunch of crap when they do that in rankings, but oh well. 4A, Mound West Tonka, moving up to three. Hutch with the loss drops from one to four. And North Branch enters the top ten. 3A, Perez with the loss drops from one to seven. Tough crowd there, tough crowd. 2A, Blooming Prairie, Blue Earth, and Pipestone all hold the top three still. Redwood Valley with the loss drops all the way to nine. Again, tough group. Then 1A. Manoa loses. They drop to eight. So, yeah. Unlike, you know, a lot of things, this is all going to help for rankings. You like conference tournaments later and everything else, but it's nice to be top-seeded for your tournaments coming up. And then nine-man, they're getting Mountain Lake area with a loss drops. So there we go. Here's some of those schools that were ranked. Lakeville South with a win over Rosemont last game, and now Lakeville South hosts Prior Lake next week. So there's some big uh, ranked teams there, big, good games. Also, Centennial beats Wyzetta 6-0, as we say in soccer. And Wyzetta is going to go to Maple Grove next. So there's some movers there. And, of course, Lakeville North was shut out by Shakopee, and then Shakopee goes to Ean Prairie next week. One more, Stillwater with the big win over White Bear, 35-28, and they play. They host Forest Lake next week. <clears throat> and there's the, the big ups at their East Ridge over Woodbury, 15-14. Woodbury tries to get back, back in the winning track, if you will, against Park of Cottage Grove, the Wolfpack. So a few conferences and their standings here. Here's the East Central South. Um Lardtown Mayor listed at three and two overall, but one and two in conference. Uh, Watertown with a loss to Annandale last night, 29-13. Homecoming next week against Litchfield. Watch for pictures from the game from me. I'll be at that game next week. Uh, Metro Gold North. There's Tonka at three and one in the conference, four and one overall. Minnetonka with a big win over St. Michael Albertville, as you saw earlier, was ranked pretty good. Uh, then Tonka goes to Tatino. That was Minnetonka's homecoming last night, by the way. Metro Gold South, Edina still 0 5. That's all that really matters. Um, that's good. There's Lakeville South, Shakopee 5 0 each. Edina, or I'm sorry, Ian Prairie 4 1 overall. Should be a good conference. Mid-Southeast Red, Mayor Lutheran at 3-1, third in the conference. Um, they play today. Uh, they've had the last Saturday games the last couple weeks. Again, um, like we saw with the referee shortages in high school football, they have some games are Saturdays, some are Thursdays, and they've been taking Saturday ones. South Central Red, Jordan at 2-3, and three, but thank God there's Bell playing below them. Jordan with the loss to Wasika 44-34. Now Jordan's going to host, host Bell playing on Thursday. A little Thursday night action there in Jordan. It's going to free up all the kids on Friday night to do whatever you do in Jordan on a Friday night. Suburban White. Chask is still up there 5-0 and 
Waconia in second, three and two overall, one and one in conference. Waconia beat Bloomington Jefferson. I guess I like that because just being a high school hockey kid from the 80s, just anytime Bloomington Jefferson loses in anything, puts a smile on my face. Next Friday at Waconia, they'll be hosting the Chanhassen Storm. High school volleyball. Let's go over the conference rankings here. Wyzetta, 16-0, number one, going into the week. And you see Egan, Imperial, and Shock be up there. Tonka at 10. Uh, last week, Wyzetta did win against Tonka and at Hopkins, so they stay undefeated still. 3A, Marshall, up there 14-1-1. Stewartville at 13-0. And, uh, and there's your top 10. Not much change. Alex and Hutch kind of switched spots. Casson and Academy of Holy Angels switch spot or are still sitting there. Good records there. Uh, 3A, Southwest Christian, 15 and 2, still holding on to number one. Martin Mayer dropped to number two, or from number two to number four. Um, they got a good team this year, 16 and 4. Mayor Lutheran, 17 and 0, undefeated number one. Mayor Lutheran did lose Thursday night, though, to Southwest Christian. So their undefeated season is over. Southwest Christian's got a good team going this year. We're getting to the soapbox part of the program now. Uh, Dan and I talked about this earlier. This is off our Twitter account on social media. What would you ask for? We're going, so we're covering this on the weekend. A fan caught uh, Salvador Perez's record-breaking home run and wanted $10,000 to return the ball. Okay, first of all, at my age and all the games I've gone to, I have never caught a ball in my life at a game. I had, I had a guy autograph one and throw it to me, and I still missed it, okay? So if I catch a home run ball, you're not getting it out of me. You get out of my cold, dead hands is what you're going to get. Now, if I caught a guy's record-breaking home run or it was his first career home run or something like that, maybe another autograph ball and a bat and a picture with him, that'd be cool. I'd be okay with that. Because I want it for me to hang on either the bar behind me or on my wall. I'm not going to sell that stuff. That's something for me cool. You go back, okay, uh, Barry Bonds' record-breaking home run. Maybe I'm going to want a bat, a autograph ball, a picture, and maybe a jersey. Something more stuff, but it's all going to be stuff I'm going to keep and not resell. What, what's your asking price, Dan? Well, I think the, the, the I would go with, you know, the bat or the, or the bat or another ball, autograph, or a photo, like you said. Uh, then again, I'm old school like yourself. That Yeah. But, but because there's so much memorabilia business out there. Right. If you're into that business and you know the value of it, you're going to ask the, the going rate. Now, the question is, what is the going rate? What is, you know, what is that yardstick? What's too much? Is $5,000 uh, too much or, or is 10000 yes. Obviously, it seems awfully high, but I, I don't know. Uh, well, and also for a guy like this, say he hits three more home runs the rest of his career. Or is he going to hit 30, 40 a year all the time? You don't know what the market is, the, the benchmark for his career is right now either. So to say 10K for his ball is asking a lot. Again, you I, get Barry Bonds' record at one or a Miguel Cabrera ball that broke a record or got him on a milestone in the top five. Okay, that could have more value to it, but you know what? Depending on the player, too, if the player asked for the ball, first of all, that's the first part. Well, if it's a record-breaking one, they're going to ask for the ball. Yeah, I think, I think the name as well. Uh, you know, Salvador Perez is not a big, uh, it's not a Barry Bonds kind of a, a guy that someone would pay big bucks for. So maybe, uh, maybe that is as well goes into consideration. Yep. Again, I don't know. you hold on to it for three years and see what he does. See how his career turns out. Is this your lightning in a bottle for him? Does he hit three more home runs the rest of his life? Who knows? Correct. NCAA, we're getting some college stuff now. Uh, here's the FBS standings. Bama and Georgia, top two still. Um, Iowa, so holding on number five. And the FCS, uh, no change there. Still Sam Houston, James Madison. Our friends at South Dakota State, Montana, and there's the Bison at number five. Gopher stuff. There's a gopher schedule for the week. Um, at the cross-country event, they finished fifth of 25 teams. Um Cross-country, 7th out of 27 for the girls there. Uh, baseball game was canceled for the pro alumni game. 
women's hockey lost to Ohio State and volleyball lost to Wisconsin, number five Wisconsin on Friday. Today's games, men's golf, football, Purdue, at Purdue. Uh, women's hockey against Ohio State again, volleyball, Northwestern. Men's hockey against home against Alaska was postponed per the Gopher Twitter account. Uh, I guess they got the flu up in Alaska or COVID, whatever they're calling it these days. Um, a lot of sick kids, so they stayed home. Rescheduled for January 14th and 15th. Uh, both teams agreed to that. That's okay. So no Gopher men's hockey this weekend. Check with the Gophers about your tickets. I'm sure they'll be good for that 14th and 15th game instead. If you want to sell them really cheap, give me a call. Sunday, men's golf, Penn State for soccer. At, and then, uh, like I said, the hockey game was postponed. And then Monday, more golf. Friday, swimming and diving at Iowa. Women's hockey, Duluth at Minnesota Duluth. Men's hockey will be home. And then volleyball at Michigan. And can you go to the Gopher website if you want to catch audio or video of all these games as they happen live? Bison. Bison football against uh, the Sioux at the Sioux today. Go to uh, gobison.com and click there for the live audio. Or if you have ESPN Plus, you can catch it there. Or if you're in the Fargo area, ABC North Dakota has it. And women's volleyball against St. Thomas at St. Thomas. Sunday, the soccer is against Kansas City for the gals. Monday, women's golf in Nebraska and men's golf in Colorado. Tuesday, more golf. And Thursday, women's volleyball at Denver. The Beavs. Beavs did not do good on their homecoming the other day. Last week, we're not going to talk about that. Um, last night, volleyball lost. Hockey won against St. Thomas for the gals. And soccer got a little revenge against Augustana. Uh, today, they got golf, football, home against Minot State. Women's hockey at St. Thomas, volleyball at or against Winona State, number 11. And men's hockey is at the number eight there against the Sioux. Uh, Sunday, you got golf and soccer for women's soccer, Wayne State. Next weekend, women's soccer, Duluth, cross country, volleyball at Concordia, St. Paul, and men's hockey, Duluth. And peeking ahead to Friday at Concordia for football, volleyball at Minnesota State. And hockey at Minnesota Duluth. A little home and home for the men's hockey there next weekend. The Tommies, now that they want to play with the big boys, we'll come from here on the big boy show. Football today at University of San Diego. And next week, they'll be home against Valparaiso here in St. Paul. Uh, they got the contract on the 1500 there for the radio. Catch them locally there if you want. Their men's hockey. Uh, St. Cloud State, today and tomorrow, big game Sunday at the X Forum. And then next week they start CCHA play at Northern Michigan. Their women's hockey has not started out real good yet. Uh, got swept last week against Ohio State. The Beavs beat them last night, and then uh, the Beavs have them this afternoon too for the gals. NASCAR, this is uh, the second week of the second part of the playoffs. It's in fourths. Last week, Denny Hamlin won, so he advances on to the next round. Today's race going into, you got Kyle Larson, Kyle Bush up there. They're sitting pretty good in points. Truex pretty good. Chase Elliott. Klozowski is right on the border there with William Bryan. Um, Brad better get his uh, stuff together there. So I, I still got three guys in the final four, so uh, you better hold on. Top eight advance after this and see they got the other guys colored in red that are out of it. Talladega today, baby. Um, you can watch stuff. I've seen things on some of the different channels on YouTube. The banks at Talladega, how steep they are, how hard it is to walk up them. You should look at some of that stuff. Uh, maybe watch some of the pre-race stuff if you want on the NBC today. Um, race starts at 1 o'clock here in Minnesota time. If you want to watch beforehand some of the pre-race stuff, a pretty interesting track. They all kind of do their little bits on it. It's kind of a neat thing to see. Our friends up north, Canadian football. The West Division, Winnipeg, eight games in, seven and one. They do play 16 games here, so we're about halfway through the season for some of these guys. Um, so Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, five and two. BC, Calgary, and Edmonton, not out of it, but going to be hard. 
East Hamilton and Toronto at four and three each. Montreal, you could say, is two and four, but you're only two games out. Uh, you never know. Uh, Ottawa, two and five. The schedule so far, Edmonton does have a loss that Winnipeg won Friday or BC. And Montreal and Hamilton tonight or today, Saskatchewan and Calgary later on. Week 10, there's more games. You see, for week 10, they got a, Toronto's got a doubleheader going there. I believe that game against Hamilton on the Monday is a makeup from earlier in the year because of the COVID. So usually they said they'd call that game a one nothing forfeit. They've kind of held off. I think these teams got together and they're going to do it as a makeup game. So Toronto's playing Wednesday and then turning around again Monday. So let the excuses fly. And then again, uh, you know, Ottawa too has uh, got a game Monday also, Wednesday and Monday. So maybe the Wednesday game is the makeup game. I'm sorry. Wednesday, so Ottawa's got to turn around also a couple days. So those two make it up their uh, COVID game. So, again, let the excuses fly. Hockey. It's that time of year again. Here is the schedule for the game starting today. This is off all NHL games. Uh, we'll start picking our favorites. Uh, we'll settle in on the wild and the Kraken later on. But here's this weekend. Game of schedules and where you can find them on their networks. Uh, lots of games today. Starting at 2 p.m. Eastern, Islanders hosting the New Jersey Devils. Now you see the Kraken playing tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern on Kong TV on Seattle. Sunday, there's a handful of games. There are three of them in uh, NHL and SN for the Winnipeg-Vancouver game. Now I got this right off the NHL site, so where it says click here, don't click on my click here on the screen. You'd have to go to uh, the NHL site. How to stream all the games for NHL. Now ESPN Plus has games for most of them. Uh, NHL Live for Canadian users and NHL TV for here in the U.S. I'm not familiar with the NHL's website, or I'm sorry, uh, YouTube site. They replay games or they show highlights, how they do that. I will look into it. I'll, I'll put intern Johnny on that one. All right, yeah, I'm going to talk about the Nets still. Thor will be pitching Sunday, the season finale. He did pitch last week, one inning, two strikeouts. So... Yeah, it's only one inning, two strikeouts. He just came off Tommy John. He's been pitching the minors. He's just kind of slowly getting in. He'll probably get a couple innings in, I'm guessing, on Sunday against the Braves. We shall see. More Major League Baseball stuff. <sighs> Anthony DeCone reported on Twitter this week that he's seen a lot of stats about the 2021 Mets. The Mets did something that's never been done before. No team in Major League history has spent as much time, 103 days, in first place and finished with a losing record. And that's accomplished that feat earlier this week when they were mathematically guaranteed not to be first and to be below 500. Buster only repeated later on this week. Elias Sports led the Braves, division title caps, a nice turnaround. They spent 126 days without a winning record, the fourth most by any division winner since 1969. That'd be the Mets. And an 89 by the Blue Jays. So, National League East, lots of record-breaking there. 103 days of first place and finished below 500. 126 days with below 500 and finishing first place. J.J. Cooper put on Twitter this week, the Tampa Bay Rays, here's their organization, and this is middle of the week last week. At the time, they had the Major League Baseball best record in the American League. Triple A best record in champs. Double A lost by one in deciding game of championship. High A best record in champs. Low A best record in champs. Complex, which is the new name for rookie ball, best record in champs. Does that mean Tampa Bay is going to be a dynasty for years to come? No. You know those guys aren't going to all stick through and come all the way through. There's going to be players traded and added and everything else. But I'm just saying, this is a hats-off tribute to their scouting team, their drafting, um, everything else. Just look at all that. Best records and lost a championship game by one. That, that's an organization. If you got hired by them as a scout, you're doing something right. If you want to hire a good scout, call them and get their guys. Vlad Jr. put up, um, he wants people to know him as Vladimir Guerrero Jr., not the son of Vladimir Guerrero. And I think he's doing that pretty good job on that. 
Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. did a good job separating himself from his dad. Yes, they played together for a while with the Mariners. But he kind of kept his own little personality away. With Vlad Jr. too, I think it's going to be easier for him because of media today. Social media showing him out compared to his dad. His dad played in Montreal. God loved Vlad. He was a great player. He played for the Angels. But he just never got the rings. He never got the publicity from the media because of where he played. But you come up as the big kid in the minors. You start hitting home runs right away. You're a contender. You're going to get the press. So you will get separated from your dad. But don't forget, we've seen the stats all year. You're putting up the same stats as your dad did. And you're getting all the love when he never did. And as an outside shot, you won't make the playoffs this year. So just be careful. Here's another stat from the Jays. First time the Blue Jays history have four players with 100 or more RBIs. Wow. There they are right there. Hernandez, right field, 112 RBIs and 141 games. Vlad Jr., 107. Bo Bouchette, 101. And Seaman with 101. Um, outside shot, there's a couple guys. Marcus is one of them there for the Jays that might play all 161 games this year. Don't see that very often. I think the uh, Toronto Blue Jays have like the fourth best run differential in the American League. And oh, just wait. We'll cover that in a second. Okay. <clears throat> Spoiler alert. Because it's wild card standing time. There they are. 166. Oh, yes. Yes. It's amazing. And look at Seattle, negative 49, and they're a game out of the wild card. But look at where Seattle's problems are. Extra innings, wins, and losses, 75 and 85. That's what's killing the Mariners right there. Yep. To me, just that number alone tells me bullpen issues. So uh, you could be 89 and 71. You could get 90 wins this year and have bullpen issues. That just means your starters, your offense got you to such a big lead, it didn't matter. It was close. You didn't have the bullpen to lock it out. So there you go. Um, two games left today and tomorrow. Um, if you look at the schedule coming up October 4th, there is no game scheduled in baseball. I have not seen from Major League Baseball, I checked this morning, what they'd do if there was a three-way tie for that last wild card spot, or God forbid, a four-way tie. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, it, it's going to be exciting. I, I kind of want to see a four-way tie just to say we saw it. But I know I need the stars and moons to align perfectly for that too, but we shall see. I have a feeling there's going to be a game 163 one way or the other for something. Um, Boston, Seattle, Toronto, two of those guys are going to tie. We'll see, though. I was wrong once before. Here's the playoff picture as of right now, as of today. Of course, we don't have the wild card teams in there because we don't know yet. And they're kind of going off it being New York and Boston, but that could all change. So there you go. You got the, the Dodgers and Cardinals in a one-game playoff. Dodgers won 100 games this year and could be out in a one-game playoff. Um, and look at all this. The two, three matchups on both sides, to me, would be the best ones to watch. Um, the so fact that the other two are going to be divisional rivalries, we've seen them all year long. Wow. But the two, three matchup in both divisions right now look very interesting to watch. Oh, you want to watch them, you said? Here's the TV schedule. Tuesday will be the wild card game on ESPN. Wednesday on TBS will be the Cardinals against the National League wild card team, the runner up. And the Cardinals have already announced that Wainwright will be starting the wild card game for them. Then Tuesday, we started uh, Major League Baseball Network and FS1 will be doing the games on TBS on Friday with FS1 and Major League Baseball doing the games there. Again, we got to wait till Sunday to see who's all where and where, but the times would that will be announced based on cities, based on TV deal and everything else. Um, so let's wait and see. But it should be exciting, exciting, exciting time. So the song we did the sports, now to the songs part, at least my part of the show for songs. Scorpions, or the Scorps, as we like to call them have a new album they're working on coming out, and a world tour. The world, world tour includes uh, two weeks in Vegas, and then they go off to Germany. So that's it. Um, with And the game, the ones with the asterisks by there, a couple in Germany, with Mammoth 
Wolfgang Van Halen touring with him. So that's going to be good for young Wolfie to be touring with the Scorpions. Um, if he's smart, he'll learn and take lots of notes. You'll learn a lot from those guys. Anniversary of Tom Petty's death today. It's been four years already since we lost Tom Petty. Um, we talked about some of his stuff in the past on songs and albums and this and that, but just uh, four years already. Just feels like it was like it's last summer. COVID just kind of screws up your time frame on everything, I think. But four years since we've lost Tom Petty. Great musician, great talent. New albums coming out this week. Asking Alexandria has a new album coming out. Um, featuring Alone Again. They will be at the Armory in a couple weeks on Monday, October 11th. If you're asking Alexandria fan, you can go to their website or 93X to get ticket information. KK Priest from Judas Priest, his new album comes out. We talked about this before. It is released this week. Sermons for the Sinners. I've heard parts of this. I plan on getting this. If you like old Judas Priest stuff, KK was a big... He helped write a lot of the old Jews Priest stuff. So this would be that same feel, that same attitude towards it. So Priest fans, here's some more music for you. Ozzy, now this is his last album he did last year, Ordinary Man. Ozzy's in the middle of working on another new album. Um, along with uh, contributors on his new album, are Black Sabbath, Tony Iommi, longtime Ozzy collaborator, Zach Wild, who Zach was kind of denying he was doing any work on it, but he is along with Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton. Um, and if you're unaware, An Ordinary Man, uh, the same producer, Adam Waite, played a variety of the in instruments on that album, um, as well as Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses on bass, Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith, and also guest spots from Slash, Elton John, and Post Malone. So Ozzy's kind of getting into the whole, like a lot of guys, yeah, you do the collaborations with other great music. Elton John does a bunch of collaborations off everybody. Um, Slash and Duff fill in stuff when Guns N' Roses are on a break. Peppers aren't doing anything. Chad Smith's filling in. So these are kind of great albums to hear. Not, not an all-star band, just an all-star song. So that's kind of cool. David Lee Roth has announced he's going to retire. That's up. Dan had some different pictures on this up on the our Facebook page today. Uh, I like D.L. Roth. We've talked about his solo stuff. We did a uh, you did one of his albums a couple weeks ago. Um, he said he's announced his retirement. Sadly, David Lee, I thought you already retired. Um, but anyway, he's going to finish up his career with a uh, end of the year, some shows in Vegas. Now, does that mean David Lee Ross going to do something else afterwards? Who knows? Who really knows? Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, everything you see from us here, our social media pages. We would appreciate that. That would be fun if you would do that for us. But yes, you had some different DL Roth pictures than I put up. Um, one of the uh, one of the best front men. In yes, rock and roll, heavy rock, hard rock. We'll say hard rock history. David Lee Roth, one of the best. And if you listen to the other interviews from one of his solo stuff, he was a good writer too. He did just saying he wrote all the music. David Lee did do a lot of the writing, contributed to the writing. It's just a lot of his fall with Eddie Van Halen and a lot of the solo stuff. David Lee Roth like to do a lot of covers all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Listen to a lot of his albums, like half of them or a third of them are covers, which are good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, my bold made a career out of it doing it too. So and they both had really long hair at the time. So, yes. Might be it. But I know I mentioned the uh, ex Cubby curse earlier, kind of leading back to your trivia question, sir. Uh, the trivia question. So you go ahead with the question. The trivia question is in the uh, National League, National League Baseball, National League, each of the teams that are leading the division and or will will win their division, a uh, former twin on the team. Now the same can also be said for the for the American League. But let's let's focus on National League today. Um, the Giants, Brewers, and who's the other one? Giants, Brewers, Giants, Brewers, and the Braves all have a former yeah. twin. I've got one. Okay. Can you Giants, Giants, Lamont Wade Jr. Yes. So the San Francisco Giants uh, put up, what, 102, 103 wins so far? Doing very good. They have former twin draft pick and outfielder Lamont Wade Jr. on their team. 
Um, can play multiple positions. They had him at first base a little bit, but he's primarily an outfielder. And he was supposed to be a, a fourth or fifth outfielder all year because of injuries. He got in there. He got in there, made his waves, made waves, did well. And this week, just last night, won the Willie Mack Award, given out once a year to the outstanding person in the San Francisco Giants organization. The Willie Mack Award, Lamont Wade Jr. won that. Huge, huge kudos to him. Uh, it's a hard honor to win. A lot of guys in that roster. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Lamont Wade guy, too. So His nickname guy. is Late Night Lamont. Yes. I think that he has six bottom of the ninth walk-off singles wins, uh, singles, RBIs, homers type of a deal, walk-off wins late in the game. Game-winning RBIs, yep. That his nickname has become late-night Lamont for these night games. Now, and now the Braves. Braves. Who's the former they, twin they, on the Braves? Well, as a guy they got from a trade from the Indians earlier at the trade deadline, wasn't it? Correct. Now going blank on the name. Eddie Rosario. Rosario. We'll right. see Rosario in the postseason playing left field for the Braves. So he'll be in the postseason. It'll be nice to watch that. Now I got nothing on the Brewers one. Milwaukee Brewers. I got nothing. Kind of a trick question, but they've got uh, they've got uh, Eduardo Escobar. He played several years after the Twins with the Diamondbacks and then traded at the, at the deadline this year to Milwaukee. That's right. And he's playing, um, I think, third base and even first base for Milwaukee Brewers. And then we also have, if you had the answer, Ari Adrianza also uh, is with uh, the Braves, I think. So we've got four four prominent former twins on National League Division Championship teams that we can be watching for in the postseason. That's the trivia answer for today. All right. As you were doing that, you were listening to your eight tracks. Yes. And which one did we have in today? Music of the Week. Uh, album of the Week is Garage Incorporated, a compilation album of cover songs by American heavy metal band Metallica. Never heard of them. So we just talked about some cover bands, right? Yeah, cover songs, yep. Cover songs, uh, cover songs that bands do. And so Garage Inc. was released November 1998 to Electra Records. It includes cover songs and B-sides. Uh, and the old, the Garage Days re-revisited EP called the 598 EP, $5.98 EP Garage Days re-revisited, which had since gone out of print. So the title of the album is a combination of Garage Days Revisited and Metallica's song Damage Inc. They called it Garage Inc. There's a cover there up on the screen. The four members of the band dressed as mechanics. Metallica always has a little fun, uh, yeah. having some fun with their with their covers with their album covers and cover songs now the day after metallica finished the north american leg of their tour called poor re-touring me tour in san diego's coors amphitheater they hit the studio to start recording a new album of cover songs only lars ulrich explained the band wanted to do something different after three pretty serious albums in a row starting with the Black album was serious, Load, and the album Reload. So they said uh, the process would be easier by working with covers, taking other people's songs and turning them into something very Metallica. Um, Given that the band had recorded many covers that were spread across various releases, such as B-sides of their singles, uh, also the 1987 EP Garage Days Revisited, the band thought they should put them all in a nice little packaging for one easy listening, along with the newly recorded cover versions chosen through a group discussion. And so they got together for three weeks and, and, and did these. Uh, did these. Now the songs on disc one, this is a two-disc CD. Disc one is all the new the items they did back in 1998. They went in the studio for three weeks and, and put all these songs out. Now... Song one was Free Speech for the Dumb. Uh, that is a cover of a song by the band Discharge. It's Electric. One of my personal favorite songs is a cover song from a Diamond Head song from 1980. It's Electric. Really good song there, number two. Song three is my other favorite song, Sabra Cadabra, an old Black Sabbath cover song that Metallica puts out. Really good, really good song there. Then song four is Turn the Page. That's an old Bob Seger cover. 
Song five is Die, Die, My Darling, a cover song from the Misfits. Song six is Lover Man, done by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. A lot of these very instrumental, these songs are very, uh, not instrumental, but uh, inspirational songs that were really led to Metallica becoming Metallica. These are very influential bands. Song seven, Merciful Fate, did a cover song of, what? let's see, one, two, three, or five songs. They put this into a medley called Merciful Fate Medley. It's an 11-minute compilation of songs by Merciful Fate that include Satan's Fall, Curse of the Pharaohs, A Corpse Without Soul, Into the Coven, and Evil. Those five songs they put in, a few minutes of each song they do there together, put all that together as a medley in an 11-minute song. Wow. Very good. Song eight is Astronomy, another very good song that Metallica does, a cover of Blue Oyster Cult. And then one of my other favorite songs and, uh, and many others' favorites is Whiskey in the Jar, uh, the traditional song inspired by Thin Lizzy. This won the 1999 Best Rock Performance in the Grammys, Whiskey in the Jar. Very good song. And, and, and I still think that James Hetfield on the vocals of these songs are uh, entirely worth listening to just by itself. The vocals, very good. Then they do a Leonard Skinner song, Tuesday's Gone. Yep. And then song 11 is The More I See, another song, cover song by Discharge. And so they did, they got in the studio, recorded those 11 songs, put it out on, and, and they became disc one. with double disc Garage Inc. Now song, disc two, compilation of 16 songs. Really, they just re-released Garage Days, re-revisited with the songs Helpless, cover song from Diamond Head, The Small Hours, a cover from Holocaust, The Weight, song three is an artist, was Killing Joke. And then song four was Crash Course and Brain Surgery by Budgie. And then song five is Last Caress slash Green Hell by The Misfits. Then they, rec- then they released a couple of B-sides. From 1984, that still had Cliff Burton on bass. Wow. Am I Evil? Another Diamond Head cover with Cliff Burton. Listen to that. You'll hear some heavy bass lines there from the late Cliff Burton. And then song seven is Blitzkrieg, uh, a cover song by Blitzkrieg. Then they released a bunch of songs that they had done from 1988 to 1993. Bread Fan, a very good song, a uh, cover from Budgie song called The Prince is from Diamond Head. As you see, some of these recurring artists coming in here. Very influential. Song 10 was Stone Cold Crazy by Queen. Very good song that I yep. didn't that they covered from Queen until I think about six months ago I finally found that out. I did not know that. That's a very good song. The song So What is covered from the Anti-Nowhere League. And in Killing Time, a cover from Sweet Savage. And then they round out disc two. They round out disc two with four songs covered from Motorhead. Motorhead. First song is Overkill. Damage Case is next. Stone Dead Forever is next. And Too Late, Too Late is next. So they got a very heavily influenced by uh, you know, Motorhead, Diamond Head. This album, this compilation two disc album of zero i repeat zero original work this this went five times platinum garage five times platinum you'll still hear i think turn the page a lot uh, the, the bob C. Yep. whiskey in the jar you'll hear a lot on the radio but i'd heard the queen one before what's that I think it was on spotify that cover they did of the queen song oh I yes spotify or something like that once the queen uh, song stone cold crazy yep very good. Yep. I, I mean, it blew my mind when I find out some of these other uh, other uh, uh, covers of who they actually did. Now, Tuesday's Gone, they brought in guest guest uh, musicians to record the Bob Seger Tuesday's Gone. Let's see here. You'll wait to hear some of the names here. Oh, that's the Leonard Skinner, Tuesday's Gone. For the Leonard Skinner song, they brought in uh, Pepper Keenan for co-lead on the vocals. They bring in Jerry Cantrell for some guitar work on Tuesday. Nice. John Kenny, also Allison Chains. They bring in Jim Martin, John Popper, 
Gary Rossington and Les Claypool, who plays the banjo, Tuesday's Dawn. Did you say John Popper? John Popper plays harmonica. Yep. On Tuesday's Gone. I did not know that either. You know, we're an educational show here, Andy. Try to That's teach what we you. do. And I always learn something new on these uh, album reviews. Now, the main group of the band, of course, is James Hetfield vocals. Like I said before, all the songs on this, he does tremendous. He also lead, plays lead guitar on Whiskey in the Jar. He's done the lead, lead guitar work there. And also Stone Dead Forever, the Motorhead song. He does lead guitar. Lars Ulrich, drums, amazing drum work on this. Kirk Hammett, lead guitar. Jason Newstead on the bass. So if you want to hear some Cliff Burton, you got a couple songs in there. A couple Cliff Burtons, yes. And uh, very good. Now, the interesting thing is this. Metallica played five shows in November of 1998 to support this release. And embracing the cover song concept, the band's set list of these five shows consisted entirely of cover songs throughout their career. Metallica's own music themselves was presented by the opening band called Battery, a Metallica cover band. Nice. That's a good way to do it. The opening band was Battery, which did all Metallica songs, original songs. And then Metallica, their whole show for those five songs, the shows that they played were all cover songs. That's not, that's that's a cool way to do it if you could do it locally. It's very, it's very interesting. Once again, it's also fun. They got some. They do. They have some fun with with this. It's not too serious. The previous other um, three albums, studio albums, were, were were serious, good original work. But boy, they you, got right in business the, mode and pumping them out. The day after they finish the North American leg tour, they go right into the studio. So this was back in the day that Metallica was working twenty four seven. These guys were pumping out huge. A lot of information. Um, this is considered heavy metal, hard rock, and thrash metal. Yeah. Because of the cover songs, yeah. Is 136 minutes to listen to both these discs. Just over two hours. 136 minutes. And it is, you know. 11. I can use that on my drive up to Bemidji next week. You have 11 songs on disc one and 16 songs on disc two. That's 27 songs. There you go. On one. And that's, of course, it, it goes five times platinum. Whether you're listening to the main popular songs that were released or a lot of these other deep cuts, this is some good, this is some good stuff. So that's all I've got for today. Album week. The thing, the thing about Metallica review. They can record the phone book and they'd go platinum. Okay. That's their sound yes. and their music. I mean, so they could put out anything that's gonna go at least platinum. So that's the album uh, week. Uh, album review of the week, Garage Inc. By Metallica, all cover, all covers, twenty-seven cover songs. It's basically all that it is. Now, I've got some sports news, Andy, to wrap yes. up. Yes, fire away. You might like this. Now, local fans, Gophers football play eleven o'clock today at Purdue. The Twins, we mentioned earlier, have two games left against Kansas City. They play tonight at six, and I think tomorrow at two. They round out the season at Kansas City. No matter what happens, they can't move up or down in the standings. They've locked into fifth place. Uh, in the AL Central, not good. Minor League Baseball wraps up. Right. I did a midweek episode on Minor League Baseball about the playoff process, and all they've got left now is this final stretch where they play 10 games. All the teams in minor leagues play 10 games, uh, and then they award a champion who has the best record from those 10 games. And once again, the team leading that is Durham, the Durham Bulls, which is a Tampa Bay Rays organization. They're looking to possibly go 10-0 and in these final 10 games. <laughs> Now, the Saints were eliminated last night for winning that, although they're five and three through eight games. But reason to watch today's game, they're going to pitch Drew Strotman, who was involved with the, I think, the Nelson Cruz trade. We got him yep. pitching against the Toledo Mudhens starting pitcher Logan Shore. He's the Coon Rapids native. Oh, okay. Seven and three record for Logan Shore. This will be his last start of the year before the season wraps up. He'll pitch against the St. Paul Saints today in their 4 p.m. game against the St. Paul Saints. That's the Toledo Mudhens. Now, that is a Detroit Tigers affiliate. So look for Logan Shore to possibly move up uh, next year, 2022, to go uh, make his pro debut at the big league. So that game for the Saints is 4 p.m. today. 
And then that they've got, I believe, a one or two o'clock start tomorrow and their season is done. Vikings, noon tomorrow at home against the Browns. And the Twins, like I said, they play six o'clock today in Kauffman Stadium. They play two o'clock tomorrow. Their season is done. And we will uh, really round out the baseball season. All that's left now is really playoff. I got one football question for you. Time to spill there today. The Browns' defense last week against the Bears, rookie quarterback, Browns' defense has lit him up. Now, if you're the Vikes this week, yes, you're not the Browns. You're not the Bears. You're not going to get seven sacks or whatever unreal number they had and this and that. But that's going to be good for the Browns' confidence on the defense coming in. That hey, we're playing as a unit. We're doing well. And, you know, confidence is always your next day's starter, they say, for baseball. So the Browns are coming in as a confident defense. Again, they're not going to get a handful of sacks and what they did to the Bears last week, no. But Mr. Kirk Cousins has not thrown an interception this year yet either. And now you're coming against the – so that's going to be the, the stat to watch. Is there an interception? It will be a fun game. Uh, Browns are 2-1 and one this season. Vikings are 1-2. and two. And I got the Browns defense in fantasy, so it's going to be a tough game to watch. Nice. And now the Vikings are much like, I think, the Gophers. You don't know who's showing up in Jekyll or Hyde each game. You know, the Gophers go to Boulder, Colorado, and shut out Colorado 30 to nothing. They come back and then lose to, to uh, almost lose two of the two mid-American teams. They barely beat Miami, and then they lose to Bowling Green last week in an embarrassment. Now they start off against uh, Purdue. Who knows who's going to show up? And the Vikings look really sharp against Seattle. And your star player, Delvin Cook's out, and that's the game you win. Yes. So yeah. they're fun games to watch because you don't know who's going to show up, but they're also very frustrating. The wrong countries. Every game this year for the Vikes has gone down to the last second. I mean, two of them literally the last second, one overtime, one last second. Then last week's game, to the last minute, you didn't know that interception. You know, so they've been – as a fan, they've been – It was the Arizona game. Yeah. Yeah. So they've all been fun to watch. A lot of points going up. I like that. But that's all I've got for this week. Anything else in closing, uh, Andy? Uh, no, like I said, some high schools had a homecoming last week for football, some this week. Uh, basketball starting up, hockey starting up for high schools coming up pretty soon, so you get more of that here. Um, baseball's wrapping up. Australian baseball starts in December. We'll drop no. I think, too, the, uh, the other thing I'll cover in the midweek, I forgot of this is that the Arizona Fall League will start for Major League uh, Baseball, the minor league system. You know, they closed down all the minor league systems. They're all done. And then they have this Fall League, which is kind of their feature showcase, featured players uh, coming up, uh, playing in a, in a league there uh, for a month, I think, is all that lasts. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, please uh, send in your recommendations, uh, comment, like, and share. Yep. Thank you. See you now. Have a good week.